see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you, and I think to myself. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, the Art Box. So here we are, Steve, back at our favorite Mesquite Artist Gallery, just walking the, from the front door to where we are here seated at his... Took an hour and a half. Oh my gosh, Look, looking at all the new paintings, and it's always so inspiring for me to come to your gallery, Floyd. Do you have any spare walls? <laughs> That's my number one concern. As in my, my creative urge continues in spite of not having any, any place to hang anything anymore. <laughs> you have filled your walls. Absolutely you have. Well, the gallery has certainly been the major inspiration for me to, to keep me going and doing so enthusiastically what I love to do and to have a place to show them. So. I'm very thankful. And you were the big winner on the Small Works exhibit, where the pieces all had to be 13 by 13 inches or under. Yeah, it, it, it's rather a fascinating story for me how the painting came about. You know, the, the usual process for, for me in, in doing a piece of art, it's a question on being inspired or uh, exposed to something that I want to paint or that I'd like to paint or that something, you know, whether it's a, a painter or a photographer or watercolorist, something comes to mind that, that you, you want to recreate. So, and I'm certainly no different on that. So, and the usual process is you, you come up with the idea and then, uh, well, how do I want to interpret this? Um, through acrylic painting or a sketch or a photograph, and then how do I want to present it? Size-wise, in what media, on, on what surface? Well, none of that happened for this painting I did of Billy the Kid. By the way, I have a Billy the Kid t-shirt. I saw that. <laughs> My nephew sent this to me. He okay. just uh, had a visit with me. My landlord had a pile of old wood stacked up on the side of the house here, which I had passed by for weeks, months. And then this one day I, I kind of walked by and, and saw this pile and it, I started rummaging through and I came across this one piece of uh, old, weathered, splintered, wrinkled piece of wood that I related to. <laughs> you know, and it's got a knot just in the perfect spot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was old and gray and weathered, so, you know, that, just like me. So, so I, I, I said, hey, that's kind of interesting. So I picked up the piece and, and uh, I just leaned it against the wall several days, maybe weeks later. I was walking by there again. I'll take a little piece of this with no idea what I was going to do with it. And I took it over there on a coffee break 
I guess it was actually a wine break <laughs> out of the back <laughs> patio. And looking at it, I said, this is really an interesting piece of wood. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, well, but it's, a, it's a, only six inches wide, actually just five and three quarter inches wide. The, the Lucky 13 Small Works competition will be coming up uh, in a year or so. So I said, uh, I'll, I'll cut the piece down to the 13 inches and I'll see what evolves from that. So I picked out what I thought was the most interesting, just from a wood standpoint, 13 inches deep in addition to the five and three quarters inches wide. And then I still didn't know what I was going to do with it. But then after I was cut with, you know, that, that's a pretty interesting piece of wood. <laughs> well, what am I going to do with it? Well, an old piece of wood, I kind of related to the old west, mm -hmm. you know, a ghost town. But you can't squeeze a ghost town into six inches wide very well. I thought, well, maybe a, a portrait of something, somebody from the Old West. Uh, I had done acrylic paintings of uh, Geronimo and the, uh, the outlaw Nevada gunslinger Jack Davis in the past. I thought, well, maybe I could do uh, good guys or bad guys for a portrait. So I, I thought about Wyatt Earp and uh, then I thought, you know, Billy the Kid was someone that I was always fascinated with. There's been probably a dozen movies made of Billy the Kid. So I went online and when I clicked on uh, Billy the Kid for research, just about all the images were showing the Hollywood stars, but not the real Billy the Kid. And I said, well, I, I want to know what Billy the Kid really looked like. Mm -hmm. So then I, I did some more research on and it turns out there was exactly one, yes. one photograph, authentically, of Billy the Kid. And that, oh my gosh, that's, that is really fascinating. So then that was this image like I have on the t-shirt here. So I, I, I clicked that and I said, now that would be a fascinating one to do. So I got this little piece of wood. I, I could do the whole painting squeezed into the 13 inches high, but the face would have been so uh, insignificant. Uh, so then I did a blow up. In fact, I, the, the photograph over there, I did a blow up of the of the face that came out of that that that's that was the real Billy the Kid. So I thought, now that would be something that would can be kind of fun to do. So I used that image, and then I did some sketches. And what's interesting about it is that he wore a a, a formal high hat <laughs> on this painting. And I don't know whether he did it just as as a joke. No cowboy hat, you know, you think about an outlaw from the West and you know, he's going to be really looking like an outlaw. <laughs> he got this silly high hat on and whether he did it just as a joke or whether he, he always dressed that way, I don't know. But if that's the way the photograph was, that's what I wanted to show on, on the painting that I did. I, I did the sketch to the size that I wanted and I did it from the, from the top of his high hat down to his waist. And what, what I thought worked out fascinating was that uh, the split in the wood came up from the bottom to kind of look like a fold in his jacket mm -hmm. and, uh, and, his, and his rumpled shirt and he's actually wearing a sweater at the time. So I concentrated mainly on the face to get a hopefully a representation of his image in contrast with, with the wood and not wanting to touch any of the wood behind her as little as possible. So I, I faded out the, the hi-hat on the top and then the, the clothing into the weathered wood down below and then uh, made my concentration. Even the temptation was to fill in the cracks on the face, 
But then I thought, no, I, if, it's gonna, if I want to make it authentic and old and weathered, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep the, uh, the deep grain <laughs> on the face, too. So I've got the crack of the wood comes right up through the face and, and through the eye, actually, on there to go through. So, so that, that's the backwards approach to a painting. Instead of starting from the thought and inspiration leading up to the surface you're going to paint on, I started out with the surface and then I went backwards to, to what am I going to do with this piece of wood? Define what worked with it. And I noticed on your painting you used mostly black and white. That was all entirely with uh, titanium white and Mars black. Keeping with making it look like an old photograph, right. so mm -hmm. to speak. Right. So. It's How long did it take to develop a kid? I start, again, it, it, if that includes my looking time, <laughs> it would be about, about five months. Mm -hmm. But the actual painting wasn't that much involved, but there was so much thinking, and how am I going to do this, and, and whatever. But uh, there isn't that much actual painting involved did, with Did it. you sketch on the wood first? No, I sketched on a piece of uh, layout paper to get it the size and the... And, the positioning on on where I want to have the face mm -hmm. lined up uh, top to bottom and then I, I take it from there so I mean you know what that's like you yeah. you, you, you you want to try to get the positioning right and uh, the mood sure. right and uh, and the style right and then cross your fingers and mm hope -hmm. <laughs> it comes out at all the way that you want to do it and, and I, I think about this every time I'm doing a painting is that don't overwork it you get to the point of, you know, this is coming along okay, and if I do a little bit more, hey, that's coming along even better. And if you take it to that third stage, you can very easily just go over the line and never recapture the point that you wanted to have I've done that two steps before. <laughs> I've done that so many times. I have and too. I take pictures of photographs along the way, and then I'll keep taking photographs, and all of a sudden I'm out here and I'm like, oh man, I ruined it. I and then try to, try to get perfect. back to that point. You can't. No, it, it's not. It, it's almost it's that. almost magical how you yeah. would think that, well, I know what I did to get here, so I'll just take that off now and get back. Right. It, it just almost inevitably, it, it's impossible to do. So yeah. I, I try to have a cutoff there. If it's coming along pretty good and I can make it a little bit better, that's good enough. <laughs> and then carry on from that. Well, I love the fact with Billy the Kid, I loved the contrast with the real white light colors and then the dark shadows. That's what drew me to it. And the fact that you didn't try, you know, you kept him rough looking, just fit in with the whole character of Billy the Kid, the mm -hmm. Wild West. Look, it's on a piece of wood now. That was perfect. Well, growing up as a, as a kid on uh, Saturday matinees at the movie theater and so many westerns oh, done yeah. then and, and seeing them, uh, the, the Hollywood stars portrayed in black and white. I guess in the back of my mind, it was a black and white photo that I was working with, or actually this mesotint gray on, on the actual photo. The other thing that's interesting is that this view is, is completely flopped from this view. Mm -hmm. In this case, he's leaning to the left with his with, with the tilted hat on this one, he's leaning to the right. <laughs> so uh, I don't know which which version was actual, originally intended, or the original context, but anyway, this was the one that I used for. It seems like this is the one I've seen through the years. Mm -hmm. I think Floyd made him look a little bit like he was smiling, though. 
Yeah, it, you it, know, he it's almost like your own. Oh, what would happen to him on a good day? You know, what would be <laughs> yeah. a good day for him? See, I just think it's a smirk because yeah. I think he was a smart ass, yeah. and he thought he was better than everybody else. And and, and faster that, gun there. That's else. what might have led to him wearing a high hat, you know, to yeah. be a, a young punk out west. Yes. And, and just the novelty puts on a, a formal high hat on his yeah. head, with he's holding a rifle on the side. Uh, on the photograph there too. So yeah, and, and what was the what was the occasion to take the picture? I don't know. It yeah. it it, looked, it was a formal posed picture. Mm -hmm. So as you can see here, it it wasn't just a random shot that somebody took. Mm -hmm. He actually posed for the yeah. picture here. So he was uh, he was well aware whether he was uh, a notorious outlaw at the time or not. Mm -hmm. I guess. Nobody yeah, knows. we don't know that. It was 150 years ago, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was he worried that someone would bat, barge in the door and shoot him? <laughs> and how long after this picture was he was he shot dead? Yeah. I was just going to ask how yeah, old he I, was when he died. I, I don't know, but uh, that would that certainly would be documented. Mm -hmm. It was in the 1880s anyway. Yeah. Billy the Kid was 22 years old oh. when he died. It was a, a fun experience, and to to have uh, the most unique way of getting a painting done that I had ever done before. And it, mm -hmm. to, to, to have it come in as uh, the ribbon winner was uh, a delightful surprise because it was, the whole thing was so unexpected from beginning to end. <laughs> and I'm just so thankful and appreciative for getting it done. And uh, I thank you for being here, for talk, letting me talk about it. <laughs> There's been so few pieces, there have been other paintings done using the same photograph done. And I, I thought uh, it's not like I'm, I had to choose between dozens of different pictures of him to decide what, what I wanted to do. I had a choice of one, <laughs> one image to work with and uh, I just... And yet you still made something very unique. Well, it was certainly unique for me and, and uh, it was a, a pleasure to do and wonderful to share with you and all the others that would come to the gallery for it. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that we were able to come and hear how you did it. It's a phenomenal piece and the award is so well deserved. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much and I, I thank you for coming and letting me share with whoever might be listening and, and get a chance to come over and see all of the wonderful pieces that are in the, in the exhibit for uh, now through the end of December. Yeah, and that would be at the Mesquite Fine Arts Gallery, 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, mm -hmm. uh, right across from City Hall. That's it. Yeah. And this will be up through December 28th, I believe. Yeah, I think that'll do it. And again, I thank you, Steve. Thank you, Linda, for coming and, and letting me share my, my, uh, my case history for this piece. <laughs> and thank you, Floyd. Always our favorite guest. Oh, absolutely. And it's always such a treat to come to your house slash gallery, yeah, Well, and look at all your pieces. Love having you here. Thank you. Thank you. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.